This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Virginia only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 532 3500. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to the Danny Mac Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hope you had a good weekend and welcome back. My name is Dan McNeil. This is the Danny Mac Podcast on the Bet Rivers Podcast Network. I do it a couple of times a week. Glad you're with me. If you've been enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend. And as always, thank you for listening. And thanks to Adam Delavitt, Baby Capone at uh, Bet Rivers for giving me these chances. Sam Michael is my producer. My most Dominant thought after the weekend sports activities is I'm so sick and effing tired of politics entering sports conversation. Brooks Kepka wins the PGA and uh, the world is coming to an end because he's one of those evil men who decided to play on the live tour. And I just can't run away from the conversation fast enough than I can. You, you you throw into the equation John Morant and um, his lack of being responsible and the NBA now in a position where it has to take a stance against one of its best players, and it should, and it it all comes back to politics. It's been this way since Colin Kaepernick took a knee. I mean, if if you want an appetizer dish for the political weekend, how about Bo Schembechler's kid in Ann Arbor apologizing after uh, being forced to resign, he was fired, uh, for liking social media comments that are uncool. I just, I can't get away from it fast enough. So I fast forward you to baseball's trading deadline. How's that for a radical left turn, huh? Yeah, let's talk about what in the hell the White Sox are going to do. Because I got some news for you. They're going to keep winning for a little while. The schedule sets up for it. They punched out the Royals convincingly over the weekend. It was a nice weekend. I do not deny it. The 5-2 win Sunday afternoon, very fine punctuation, Michael Kopech and all of his magic Friday night and blah, 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 blah. So the Sox win yesterday, and they now crawl to within 10 games of the 500 mark. But here's the rub. They're only six and a half games behind the division leaders who are not a juggernaut. The Minnesota Twins are not outstanding. And the teams between the Twins and the bottom of the AL Central, the Royals, are bad too. Cleveland and Detroit are not good. And guess who the Sox have up? They've got Cleveland starting today. The Guardians have lost seven of their last ten. They're six games below the 500 mark. And then they go to Detroit for four games against the Tigers. Then they actually return 
seven games from now with uh, with maybe a real opponent, maybe, in the L.A. Angels. I, I think it is. But uh, it is tough to get excited despite this punching bag schedule, this, this stretch where they should clobber the shit out of their divisional opponents because of how bad they are around the league. And what was supposed to be a team that was offensive-minded has failed conclusively 48 games into this season. The Sox on base percentage is 302. That's fourth worst in baseball. Their OPS is only 21st with a 696. They've only hit 51 home runs. And you know what their pitching staff has been doing. Only the Oakland Athletics have walked more batters than White Sox pitchers. By the way, that OBP for the Sox, that fourth worst, 302, take a shot at which three teams are worse than the, than the Chicago White Sox. You guessed it. Cleveland, Detroit, and Kansas City. That AL Central ain't exactly what you would call murderer's row. But, uh, you know, it's a fun series. They come from behind Sunday. The Royals took a 2 to nothing lead on a Michael Massey bomb. All three of his homers this year, by the way, against White Sox pitching. Lance Lynn, good other than that. Luis Robert, who has been the story, the only guy who is consistently hitting the shit out of the ball, uh, hits a right center field bomb to cut the lead. To two to one, Robert is just smoking it. His on base, I'm sorry, his OPS 892 in the top 20 in baseball. His 13th home run of the year. Uh, that's tied for the fourth most in the league. Uh, he's been terrific, but whether whether he will get the help around him, because you're getting the peripheral components. Like Romy, Romy Gonzalez yesterday. Moni, Moni, you get it. With runners on second and third. Going the opposite way and tripling. Two-run scoring. He was three for three on the day. A couple of RBIs. Yasmani Grandal has been better offensively this year. Andrew Benintendi yesterday with an RBI single. To score Tim Anderson, Jackie, Jackie played it a run in that 5-2 win for the White Sox yesterday. So they were getting those peripheral contributions, but when the Moncadas and the Andrew Vaughns consistently are getting it done and baby Huey returns to the White Sox lineup very, very soon. He's running, by the way, in case you haven't heard, Eloy Jimenez is running. Look out for the wall! Don't run into the wall or don't run into a, a teammate. Sox pitching, bad as they're hitting. It it really is. It's worse than they're hitting. Here's where the Sox line up against other teams in baseball in several of the most important statistics. Their team earn run average is 26th, 4.99. That, that's eight-tenths of a run more than the Cubs earn run average who were supposed to have only Marcus Stroman this year. And they got another really nice effort from Justin Steele, the 27-year-old left-hander in a loss yesterday against Philly. 2-1, to one, really nice game 
for Steele. The Cubs have been good, but I'm talking about the Sox. 499 team ERA, batting average against 253. That's 21st in baseball, and they have a team whip, which is 24th in baseball as well. 1.41 is their walks and hits per innings pitch. 21st in the league. If you're curious, the Cubs are 14th in ERA at 4.17, 9th in batting average against at 240, 7th in team whip at 1.24. Look at the teams you expect to be playing into late October this year. They are up there in those pitching categories, especially the Tampa Rays, just absolutely outstanding. And with what Ronald Acuna is doing offensively for the Braves and their staff as well, they they will figure into this thing late. So the White Sox find themselves in this position where so many people as recently as middle of last week, before this 7 out of 10 streak they're on, you know, was capped by that sweep, suggesting nobody is untradeable. And I still believe that. Shit, if you want Robert, we'll have a conversation. You're nuts when you're as bad as you are, when you're 10 games below the 500 mark, and this plan hasn't been working, and you're going way more backwards than forwards last year after a terrible short series against the Astros in the postseason the previous year. Do you move some of your key components? You know, who's an untouchable? If you're hanging around, you kind of got to stay with it just because of that offensive firepower, don't you? I I, I don't think I would. I, I think this is fool's gold. If I were Rick Hahn, Kenny Williams, I'd be more inclined to punt right now unless I start seeing enormous uptick in the contributions from guys who are supposed to be doing that. Baby Huey, Moncada, Tim Anderson's got to get better. Tim Anderson, by the way, would be the first guy I pick up the phone for. If I decide that it's time to move people, that's where it starts for me with Tim Anderson. At Cleveland today, the Sockos. Against the the White Sox are still a minus fifty four in run differential. That's third worst in the AL. Man, only the Royals at minus seventy one, and the dreadful Oakland Athletics at one sixty eight are worse than the White Sox. So this little stretch and the stretch that I expect to continue until I do this again in two weeks. Because this coming Monday is going to be after four games with the Tigers, which follows these three games against the Indians. I'm sorry, the Guardians. That might be the second time I've done that today. I've been watching both Major League One and Major League Two a lot lately, so you'll pardon me if I give them the occasional Chief Wahoo treatment. The the baseball cap North once, (laughs) Mike North used to say, the uh, the the Indian would look like Scotty Pippen. Chief Wahoo on the hat was Scotty Pippen. That's kind of funny if you can dig up one of those old Indians hats. Or uh, while you're at it, watch Major League and avoid the White Sox and the uh, Guardians tonight. First of three 
setting the table for that big series against Detroit. They they could win all seven of those. That's how bad the opponents are. And then they'd be only three games below 500 mark heading into the series against the Angels. And Sox Nation would be totally singing a different tune. And Ozzie Guillen talked about that last week. It was early in the week, too. Anytime there's this little pop of White Sox life, people jump on board. And to White Sox fans' credit, though, they're quick to bail. Just the waffle. The waffle, waffle, waffle. Man, this Oakland Athletics pitching staff just thoroughly baffles me how a major league franchise, even in a tank year, could allow, could allow it to get as bad as it's gotten. This is historically going to be likely the worst team from a pitching standpoint in baseball history. The A's have a team earned run average of 6.91. That's that's where less than $40 million of budget gets you. They have a team whip of 1.68. They have walked close to more than 100 batters, close to more than 100 batters, than the second wildest staff, the White Sox, in all of baseball. The Athletics have walked 236 hitters. I'm sorry. Yeah, 236 hitters. And uh, they've allowed 344 runs. They are just, you know, a little part of me is sad because they're leaving Oakland, and that was my first my first bandwagon on a town team. Uh, any sport, actually, because the Steelers, the um, the Iron City Beer Can Steelers, came along their first championship was in 74 uh actually January of 75 when they beat the Vikings in Super Bowl 9 so that was uh the A's were already three championships consecutively so Reggie Jackson, Joe Rudy, the late Vita Blue who I failed to throw a shout out to last week or recently when he passed away and felt bad about that because I actually uh, loved watching him pitch, but the A's today, just, uh, just sad. And they will be the Vegas A's very, very soon. Something that happened in the Cubs game yesterday. That's worth a note. Uh, and that is the great Christopher, Christopher Morrell has joined some very elite company. He's got eight home runs now in his first 11 games. Very few players have done that to start a season in baseball history. Uh, Not in their first season, by the way. This is in their career. First 11 games of that they play. It doesn't have to be at the beginning of the year. 11 straight games, their first 11. How many home runs can you hit in those first 11? Michael Jack Schmidt. Almost uh, screwed that up. Michael Jack Schmidt. Mike Schmidt, you can call him of the uh, Phillies, did it in 76. He had nine home runs in his first 11 games, and that feat was equaled by the steroid-taking Luis Gonzalez of the Diamondbacks in 0-1, nine straight. Morrell, just the second player to uh, to hit eight. Aquino of the Reds did it a few years ago in 19, and it was a, a an opposite field jack for Morrell, his eighth home run of the year. Um, off Craig Kimbrell, the former Cubs closer, still walking the high wire this year in Philadelphia. 
Unfortunately, those uh, 11 games with the eight morale dongs, the Cubs have lost eight of, uh, of those 11. It was Bryson Stott with a pinch hit homer yesterday that screwed it all up for Justin Steele. He had a nice effort yesterday. Six innings pitched. Cubs only five games behind Milwaukee, and to their credit, even though you don't think of them right now by any stretch as among the elites in the, you know, why would you? As you said, they've lost eight of their last 11 games. They still are third in the National League in run differential. Did you know the Cubs at plus 21 are are bested only by the Dodgers at plus 48 and the Braves at plus 63. So good for the Cubs. They they have had contributions from a lot of different guys offensively. Ian Happ, the fifth best on-base percentage in baseball at 407. Nico Horner, uh, you know, is is I think the, the third Chicago player. Um, in terms of on-base percentage uh, between Hap, I'm sorry, between Hap and Horner, there's Dansby Swanson, and then the White Sox finally check in uh, at 68th in baseball, Andrew Benintendi. Benintendi. Is, isn't he the announcer? No, that's Jason Benetti. Cody Bellinger of the Cubs also in the top 100. Luis Robert of the uh, White Sox is 92nd. So you've got one, two, three, four, five Chicago players in the top 100 in baseball in on-base percentage. As I predicted, Yoan Moncada, who came out of the gate like a comet, he's now a next-page guy, like Justin Fields was after you get to the first 20 quarterbacks, 20, 30 quarterbacks. Next page again for Justin Fields. Right there with Marcus Mariota. But that's going to be changing in a minute. A little bit about golf's second major championship of the year and where the next championships are going in short order. I'm Dan McNeil, and you're listening to the Danny Mac Podcast on the Bet Rivers Podcast Network. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe if you've not done so already. You can do it anywhere you get your podcast, and tell a friend. The Macker isn't done sharing his deep sports thoughts with you. You can find me twice a week, typically on Monday late mornings we drop, and then again later in the week on Thursday. I'm Dan McNeil, and I am not finished saying things about stuff. Brooks Kepka finishes the PGA Championship nine under par, two strokes better than Victor Hovland and Scotty Scheffler, the people's choice. He wins the uh, second major championship of the year, and he resurrects the us-against-them mentality that now is seeped into golf. The evil live tour players get this one. Scheffler, by the way, shot a 65 Sunday to get a piece of second place, and that was worth 1.5 mildo for the affable 26-year-old from New Jersey. Kepka's paycheck, $3.15 million at Oak Hill. I didn't watch a ton of it. I'm more of a master's guy. I would rather get on the golf course and try to make a run at Shelbourne Par and shoot 90 although I usually only play nine holes at a, at a time. So Shelbourne scoring system there would be a 45. Maybe this uh, this coming Wednesday when I get out next. 
I'm hoping that Blackhawks and Bulls fans are enjoying how quickly the NHL and NBA playoffs are coming to a conclusion because the sooner the better in another year without postseason play for either of our United Center tenants. Miami crushed the Celtics to take a commanding 3 to nothing lead in the NBA's Eastern Conference Finals. The Lakers are about to be swept by Denver. So much for Mr. Laker, the Illinois wager who placed 55K in uh, futures bets um, and, and a parlay with the Chiefs and the Lakers that was 219, 219 to 1. He had all this scratch going on the Lakers, and it looked good for him. And uh, then they met the Nuggets, who haven't lost at home during these playoffs and are just kicking the shit out of them, and that series will wrap up. And then you'll see the Heat, the low seed, and Denver – a prohibitive favorite, I would think, in those NBA finals. Check your Bet Rivers app and you will find out the odds. Vegas beat Dallas three to two in overtime last night in the NHL's Western Conference Finals. The Knights lead that series two games to none. And um, so Florida also trying to take a stranglehold in its Eastern Conference series. They would lead that series three games to none if they knock off the Carolina Hurricanes tonight. And why wouldn't you be rooting for them to knock off? Get these things over with fast. Give me a give me a Miami sweep over the Celtics. The Nuggets punch out the Lakers. Vegas does it to Dallas, and then we can get four-game series in the NHL and NBA Finals as well. That suits me just fine because I'm – I don't really care. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I don't. I'll watch the final, the Stanley Cup final, but I have zero rooting interest, and I'd be bullshitting you if I told you otherwise, and I'm not going to bullshit you. The Macker has never done that. You've been with me these years. You know that I'm not going to tell you something that's a fabrication, just a feign interest. I'll leave that for the guys you know who do it, and there are plenty of them out there. Who knows when you'll get me next? I may pop up tomorrow because I'm I'm really digging this baseball season. And Sox fans uh, promise to be entertaining this week as the Sox get to Cleveland and Detroit. It'd be great if they won seven straight. I can't wait to hear it. And uh, all of those people who were just all over the organization can do their 180. And uh, we'll see how many people keep their flag planted in the ground. I'm still all for unloading. This ain't a good team. Could they? Could they win a series? Could they? Could they get to the ALCS and maybe even get to the World Series with that lineup? I, I hate to say no because if they were going at the right time, the thing is, I don't think they will be going at the right time for long enough. But if they were. Once into the postseason, they could slug their way to a title. They could. I'm not saying they're going to. That's why I favor getting it, blowing it up. If if you don't like the roster overall, why would just, just getting to it this year, the possibility of getting to it when you really probably don't have the pitching as evidenced by flirting with the Oakland A's in terms of badness. Thanks for listening. Please tell your friends about the Danny Mac podcast. Uh, if you don't subscribe, please do so. It's easy. 
and you won't have to chase me down on Twitter or on Facebook to uh, to press play. You can do it yourself. It just will appear there for you. Adam Delavitt is the boss at Bet Rivers. Sam Michael is my producer. Thanks for listening. Back later in the week. I'm Mac. Thanks for listening to the Danny Mac Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.